Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. I'm so happy that you have joined us again for another episode. Today we have a very special new friend to me. Her name is Althea Burke. And um, Althea is a Bible teacher, a developer of the SAME Thing Method, owner and TCM Mastery Coach at Day Defined Health and Life Coaching. Althea believes that true fulfillment in life is a result of completely understanding, accepting, and befriending oneself. I think this is beautiful. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you? I'm doing so well, Nelia. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Um, It's such a gift. It truly is um, a gift to me to be able to have this dialogue with you today. (laughs) Oh, you're so sweet. I'm so... I'm so happy to, um, for lack of a better word, to have connected with you. So I, I feel I feel gifted, actually. I just, I love that you're here. And I think um, our audience is going to love it as well. So thank you for joining us today. Um, today, we're going to be talking a little bit about the importance of finding yourself before settling down, which I'm very interested in. Um, some reparenting, the concept of managing oneself, And of course, understanding your identity in Christ as the foundation to fulfillment in life. So this is beautiful. So yeah, it's a lot to talk about. But um, first of all, can you tell us where you're at a little bit about who you are? Absolutely. So thank you for that introduction. Um, I... I'm a fellow Canuck. Um, I'm living in <laughs> I'm, I'm living in the Midwest right now. It's marriage that brought me um, stateside several years ago. So um, living in the states, you know, there are a lot of differences, um, and you know, between you know cultures and ways of thinking and doing and I had a lot of time you know after getting married to myself and um, taking a deeper look at myself you know holding up that proverbial mirror I thought that there are some areas that I would like to explore and of course like a lot of people there was like that one or two what do you call them? Catalytic type moments that set the ball um, in motion. So um, for me, one of those um, moments was 
going to this networking event. Um, I was like so excited to break out of my house, <laughs> you know, this one <laughs> afternoon. And I was getting all dressed up for my first networking event since becoming a certified life coach. And, you know, in my mind, I was going to network and meet a whole bunch of new entrepreneurs. They're going to be my best friends and I make all these clients and it's going to be fabulous. Right. And the evening, it was going really well until it just like sucked. Oh no. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I asked this headliner, the headline speaker, um, if she thought I should get a master's degree because I kept experiencing this deep dissatisfaction in my life, no matter the credentials or experiences that I attained. And she retorted, you don't need a master's degree to coach. You've got an inner issue, it sounds like. And I was like, oh my gosh, inner issues, (laughs) right? And this is in front of a room of like, 20 30 people oh this wasn't even a private conversation oh this was in the middle of the q a wow my eyes went fuzzy from embarrassment and i'm and i just plopped down in my seat and i was like i wonder if everyone in the room can tell that these feelings of worthlessness started way before this one event and so that moment got me searching for how do I feel satisfied and fulfilled in my life no matter what stage I'm at and how do I love myself and accept my past my present where I'm going so that when someone decides to tell me that I have an inner issue it won't rock my entire world wow I love that you know, because it's true. We all, um, we value, like we give ourselves value on our accomplishments, right? Or what the world thinks we need to do. Like I don't, I didn't go to university either. Um, Mm -hmm. I went to, I didn't even go to community college. I went to a specific, a music program school. Um, but I don't have that formal training and you're right. Like, you do judge yourself on those things, but we have to um, learn not to identify ourselves by what other people's standards are for themselves. Like I can imagine all those, like that moment for you. (laughs) Wow, that's tough. But you know what? I think rather than judging you, the other people in the room perhaps were like feeling bad for you because they probably all felt the same way. They'll probably, you know, like, what are, what is this woman doing? Like, oh my God, this is not just her. Like, this is the whole group here. Wow. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. That's, that's (laughs) not pleasant. It totally, it wasn't a pleasant experience, but I, I don't regret it. And I'm only able to share this story now because my life has, is completely different. And when I'm faced with someone telling me now um, what I should and shouldn't be doing. I can hold space for them, you know, because a lot of the time, the, the shoulds that our parents, our spouses, our close friends impose on us are typically things that 
um, are unfulfilled in their own lives. And this is not a judgment. This is not a blame, but it's simply an observation. And I'm able to say, oh, is that what you would have done? Is that what you would like to do? Because I'm happy, you know, with where I'm at. Do you feel like it also teaches you what their limitations are? Like you can, not that you're going to judge them for it, but it really does tell you a lot about somebody. And maybe um, that's somebody that you still want to be close to, but is not going to be your go-to for decisions or, because we all have different opinions. We all have different ways that we live our life, right? But I love what you're saying because, you know, a couple of years ago too, I, I came to the realization that it's not so much we don't care what other people think because that's not really correct. But it's more that I need to love myself enough to create my own life. As long as I can go to bed at night, look myself in the mirror and say, hey, um, I'm okay. I'm okay with the decisions I made. You know, I value myself despite not having this, despite not having that. And I think that's beautiful because I don't think a lot of people do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I, a lot of, many people don't do that and especially women Mm. you know we are um famous for um seeking others opinions and others approvals um and that's part and parcel to that our our, our feminine energy right the feminine energy is an energy that is um it's a receptive energy we receive right and when we get into this imbalanced um energetic space of being too much in that feminine space, um, we can become dictated and controlled by what other people um, think we ought to be doing um, with our lives. But um, when I developed the same thing method, I developed it so that I was able to stay my course because I would feel a deep anxiety between um, when my mom would tell me she wanted me to get my master's degree or my husband um, wanting something in the house a certain way, but my heart's desire was inclined in a different direction. There would always be this huge kind of upheaval like it would, it would exhaust me. It would take a lot of energy and mental space. Like, oh my gosh, should I? Do I want to do this? What if I don't? Will they be mad at me? Yes. This internal voice. So when I created the same thing method, I, like the first step was speaking truth, God's truth over myself and being anchored in that and being anchored in the fact that I am very bold I am wise. I can have all the answers in any given moment because those are his promises to me. And that allowed me to not get so derailed and thrown, thrown about all the time. Because I, I, I tell you, <laughs> two, three years ago, I would go to bed feeling one way and wake up heading in another direction because of what someone had said to me. And I wasn't sure in my own desires. Yeah, no, I think that's, you know, it's important to take in what people say, but not to put so much emphasis on it that we, we change how we feel based on what they're saying. 
You know, nobody has the right to change our identity. And we're all just trying to find out, um, you know, what are the best parts of ourselves? What are the parts we want to change? But that ultimately should be up to us. So when you said that, and it's like a battle between, you know, making other people um, happy and making ourselves happy, it is hard. It is hard. Definitely. So do you want to tell us a little? Yeah. It's a dance. Yep. It's a fine balance because how do I? Yeah, it's just a fine balance because you do want to honor other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. And you do want, like you said, with your husband, for example, um, you know, you know what feels right for you, but you also want to honor their, you know, what they believe as well. Right. So it, it right. is tough. It is tough. It's a give and take all the time. And um, I remember, I can't remember the doctor's name right now, but um, I remember hearing, learning about this uh, proprietary kind of three-step boundaries process. And um, what you're describing of this kind of fluidity and this flexibility is like the final stages of holding boundaries, right? You're able to um, honor what the other person's saying, honor their individuality, but also um, honor your needs and your truth. In the beginning, it might look and might feel to others a bit rigid and a bit um, off-putting because you're just learning to flex those muscles and learning to say no and learning to, you know, voice your opinion. So it's not going to be, you know, this, oh, I hear what you're saying. Absolutely. And thank you so much for, you know, showing that you care, um, you know, about what I've got to say. But I think I'm good. You know, I think I'm good with what I'm doing. In the beginning, it's like, no, I don't want to. Yeah, it's like backlash, you know, it can come across so different until that person says, hey, that's working for her. I want to learn that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True, right? Like, um, yeah, sometimes women um, are perceived um, very negatively when all they're trying to do is be firm and confident. Like there's nothing wrong with being confident in who you are and being firm about what you believe in. But it, it does come across in a very negative way sometimes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about your method and what, what it means, what, what they stand for? Absolutely. Um, so the same thing method, um, I'm in love with the name of that because I wanted <laughs> my, my process to be um, both instructive and helpful. And um, in my own journey to um, befriending myself and standing in my truth and maintaining firm boundaries, I felt really overwhelmed with the amount of options uh, that were available in the world of you know, self-care or in the name of self-development. And I couldn't figure out which, which tools really worked well for me. So the same thing method are four different um, self-soothing, um, self-help modalities. So the first is 
self-talk. Um, well, the, the acronym, so first, let me back up, sorry. The acronym stands for Speak, Attend, Mesmeric Movement, and Effect. Okay, so the S, Speak, uh, A, Attend, M, Mesmeric Movement, and E, Effect. So speaking contains two components. The first is self-talk and the other is divine conversation, which I alluded to a little bit earlier. Understanding who you are in the kingdom, in God's view, right? Um, and the only way to understand how he sees you is to have a conversation with him. And, I, and there, your audience, you know, the audiences are just filled with all kinds of people. But, you know, the first question I get is, well, I'm not a believer. I don't believe in God. And it's just, it's simply not true that God only speaks to people who want to speak to him. Right? We all have a conscience. It's that little voice. It's a little, that little whispering voice in those moments where you're like, don't do that. Or go and help that person what they need just be quiet in this moment right um and then once you start talking back to that little voice then now we're getting into that divine conversation i love area. that explanation yeah so that's how um that works and then you also need to get into the word you need to get into god's truth you need to understand who he, who he is and who you are in relation to him in under, to, to have that a really deep divine conversation. And then positive self-talk, I mean, that's like the number one method for um, emotional nurturance and to rewire your thoughts, okay? Um, and this has been absolutely vital, changing my self-talk from um, negative to, a, to more positive tones has been absolutely vital in allowing me to breathe through uncomfortable moments where I feel that another person's will or desire for my life is greater than my own. And I feel a little bit drowned out and I have to just, my, my thoughts are just breathe, stay calm, you're safe, you're okay. It's just their opinion. You're not gonna die, I promise you. Right? I, I love that. And stop playing those tapes in your mind of the stories you tell yourself, right? I don't know. I could cry. I could cry about how impactful rewiring this voice has been. And I think a lot of my clients experience the same thing. When, you can, when you're able to champion, uh, yeah, when you're able to champion and support yourself, it's it's so much growth there there's just your the chant the possibilities are become endless right the um the amount of happiness that you allow into your life when you can do that it's like a completely different completely different place and i love that you're showing people how to do that i believe in that so much yeah absolutely um this is this is what gets me up this is what wakes me up in the morning um, and I, as a, I love my father, I love my brother, I love my husband, I love the men in my life, but my heart is especially opened to women 
because women's work is never ending and they have, they're so brave and they're fearless many times and they go and do the things that no one wants to do and they do a lot of work that doesn't get appreciated or acknowledged. And um, when you have all of these heavy voices that in turn turn into heavy emotions and bog down the body, I just wanna, I just wanna tell my, my, my woman folk, like, you are so loved, you are so powerful, you are so amazing, right? And let's get these thoughts in line with, with what you're doing. <laughs> with your magnificence. Yeah, it's like it's not enough that other people can see. You need to know it. You need to see it in within yourself. You know, naturally, we're we're most of us anyway are so nurturing and giving that we forget. We forget that you know, there's going to be burnout and there's going to be, um, just our whole bodies like is diseases, all kinds of things. When you don't take care of yourself. Mm -hmm all the nurturing comes to a halt. Like you're not able to do all the things that you're meant to do. Yeah. When I, when I'm working with clients one-on-one, -on -one, I think some of the hardest stories for me to hear, and I mean, this is, a, I'm, I'm sharing it because it's such a common one, especially with the professional and ambitious woman. Um, and I'm sure you've had this experience of, I know I've had this experience of you can do um, 15 things in a day and then you rest your head on the pillow and you remember that 16th thing that you didn't get done. And you're like, oh, man, I'm such a failure. Like, I, let me just get up. Should, should I get up and go and do this thing right now? And it's as if you didn't knock it out of the park this whole day because that one little thing is stealing your joy. But then when you've done the 16th thing, there's another thing. <laughs> right? Like there will never, it's just like this, you know, there will never be a right time. There'll never be a right time to get married, a right time to have kids, a right time to start your business, to, to do this, to do that. Um, yeah, I just have to create it. You have to create it as part of who you are and, and how you spend your time. And we have so many choices. We just have to know um, what's best to choose for us. Um, and why, like, if you can just show someone the difference between, um, like even in your story before and after, and all the things that you've accomplished since your, your mindset has changed, since you've stopped telling yourself these negative things, just that, um, if people could just have a sense of what that feels like, the before and after, people would be all over it. You know, it's mm -hmm. just a beautiful feeling um, mm -hmm. compared to how it is beforehand. And at the beginning stages, you don't really know that, you know, something's not right. You know, you're not feeling great, you know, but you don't know what it is and you don't know how to attain it and you don't know how to reach that. So I think it's, it's, um, it's really special what you're doing because um, you're, you're putting a light on something that not only is important, but perhaps people aren't aware of this is a thing we can actually do this. I can give myself permission to, you know, to love myself more, to have my own thoughts, to, to do all these things. Right. Yeah. So that's the first thing is you almost have to convince people that this is a thing, like this is possible and then go through all the steps of this is how you do it. Right. 
True. Some yeah. people don't feel worthy. Some people don't feel worthy. And uh, I mean, I definitely, like I shared in my story, I had, you know, I was plagued by feelings of worthlessness. But once I, once I changed um, my, my self-talk, once I stopped um, eating at everyone's table, as my spiritual mother I said, you that. know, don't eat at everyone's table you know, meaning don't absorb or internalize or personalize everyone's opinions and comments, right? Um, then I was able to create for myself my own measure of success. And I, and I was able to see when I've reached that level or when I knew, or when, or be able to kind of distinguish between like, okay, let me go a little bit harder. Let me finish this or let me um, slow down and stop enough is enough. But the woman that I work with, um, I don't convince them. I'm, that's not, I'm not in the business of convincing. I, I, I work with women who, like you said, like they, they're like, hmm, how do I have all of this success? How am I running a business? How am I keeping my house together? How is my child happy? How am I working, you know, 120 hours a week doing all these amazing things yet I'm not satisfied in my life. Like this, something's wrong. Something's wrong and I know there's a better way of living and that is what pushes them to look further. Yeah, and that, and, and what you decide for yourself can be ever changing. It's not like you decide one thing, you know, people grow all the time. So that is, yeah. um, you know, you can change that and you can grow with different things. It's not like, okay, this is what I think. Um, and the boundaries, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's just, it's something that can evolve over time and can also, yeah. it doesn't have to be so rigid, right? Right. And you have to have a starting place, right? You can't, you know, it, it, it's not, you can't, it's, it's challenging to shoot for this big overarching goal um, because you'll get lost in the, in the minutiae, in the small details, right? So let's let's deal with what's in front of you right now, right? So is it your relationship with your coworkers, relationship with your spouse, relationship with self? What's the actual issue there? Okay, cool. So you dealt with that. You're feeling like stable. Now let's go to the next thing, right? Because how we do one thing is how we do everything. So we have to kind of tweak as we, as we go along, but I know <laughs> a lot of ambitious women are like, give me the big picture. I'm going to just <laughs> tear it up. It is like, you are going to get overwhelmed and then you're going to sit down. You, you need to give yourself those little wins, those little yes. micro moments of like, yes, I did it. You know, that felt good. Okay. Let me do it again. <laughs> but if we like, take on the world we're like oh i know we want to see the end result right we we just want to get there but you know what i was reminded by one of my podcast um guests that even a small step is still a step forward right yes Hell yeah so yes. and um i i always say this but i think it was sean co um who was one of my guests that was saying you it's impossible to take a step forward and a step back at the same time you're only moving forward. Yes. And if you do move back, it's okay. Just keep going. Mm -hmm. Take one step at a time. And it's the small steps, right? Yeah. And I'm here like drawing, moving my <laughs> hand. That, that That is the process of 
recovery, it's, it's not linear, right? It's not linear at all, especially for um, individuals that have, are used to avoiding and used to numbing. That is, and that is a lot of people. Which I did right? for a long time. Suppression was my thing. You think it's, it's a protector, you know, and, and it's, it's completely the opposite. So I do not recommend holding things in. I do not recommend, you know, keeping things private. Like it's just, and, and I think of it as a ladder, you know, the small, um, you know, the rungs on a ladder, Mm -hmm. the more steps you have, the, the closer the distance, right? The more, Mm -hmm. more milestones you hit as you're going up and the view from the top of that ladder is just beautiful. You know, yeah. you never really reach like that destination because you're always trying to grow and, and life learn and and all these things. But um, how you feel about yourself changes so much in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, I. I wonder. I've been I've been kind of mulling this thought over the past couple of days. And I wonder how our lives would change if we could declare, I am perfect. I am complete. I am whole. Yeah, I'm in perfectly perfect. Right. Or not, not, like, no, just straight up. Just I'm perfect. perfect. I'm, I am perfect. It doesn't close us off to being teachable or to learning or to growing. But, you know, this, what I'm going to say is kind of controversial, I, um, but it's on a lot of people's minds. It's like the, the self-help, self-developed industry, how is it a multi-billion dollar industry? Are we really getting the answers that we're, that we're seeking, right? If, if the, the carrot keeps moving and the carrot being, I'm found, I found myself, I love myself, I'm good. I don't need anything else. If that keeps moving, how will we ever be able to declare I'm whole? And that's kind of one of the things that I love about God's word is that he says like when Jesus died um, and when Jesus was resurrected and like all of our imperfection died when Jesus died, all we're supposed to be doing right now is just figuring out what our calling is, what our purpose is, and make sure that we don't pass away with any of those talents hidden within us. Give it all away. Give of yourself, give all your talents, all your, 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 your resources, all your creativity, give it all away from a perfect space. Not this, this, I mean, that's why we have the Holy Spirit. That's why we have the conscience because we are holy and righteous. We have everything we need, I believe, from the minute we are born to be able to enrich other people, enrich our own lives. We just have to pay attention. I think the answers are all there. We just have to, we have to listen, you know, there's so much noise everywhere. I think we just need to get in tune um, 
with what's important. And it might be a little bit different for everybody, you know, but the, I think the underlying message is, is always the same. Which is? That you're enough, that yeah. you don't need to be any different than what you were born to be. That I do feel like our, I feel like even though we grow and we change and we adapt, that our core is always there, whether we choose to use it or not, or use it for good or, or use it for evil. Um, who we are is already created, I believe, when we when we begin our life. Yeah. Yeah. And we have all these experiences, right, that are like these extra layers that can kind of darken or dampen or cloud our core. And so all we're really doing is just like peeling back those layers. Just peel it back. That's what all these things are for. Just peel it back. Just discover who you are again. Yeah. And, and when you do, yeah, it's just like this feeling of just like alignment, you know, it's just like, oh my God. This is where I feel most comfortable is just being me doing this. And we forget because, you know, we go from being children and, and not having judgment and just playing with and doing things that make us happy at the moment. We don't have to think, oh, I need to be happy right now. What is, what is it that I'm going to do? We just know. Yeah. And, we, and then we become adults and then we have to get jobs and we have responsibilities and all that. And we forget all the things we love we forget what makes us happy we forget um just because of our needs you know we forget what it is that like our our financial needs and and our our responsibilities to society and to each other and our roles you know as mothers and 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 uh business owners and daughters and wives and all of these things that are expected of us that we forget i think if we were more like what we were like before all those responsibilities came, we would all already be our authentic selves, you know, mm -hmm. but that's not the way it works, unfortunately. So you're right. Like, I love what you said, because experiences change us, you know, I, yeah. And it's not, and it's, and again, like I, I, there's no blame. There's no, you know, there, there doesn't need to be this element of self pity. Like, oh, all these things changed me. But however, I will say like all of, all of, all of the experiences, all of the emotions that we have, they're all adaptive. They're all for a reason. Yes. Right? Um, so it's not something that we need to shun or run away from or feel guilty about. It's simply, hmm. Let me get curious. Like, what is this emotion trying to teach me? Yeah, just being aware is a lot. Mm -hmm. I agree. Which is, yeah. So what, so I, I, I asked kind of a um, rhetorical question, but I actually want to pose it. So what, what, what do you think would change in your life if you were, to just say, I am perfect, I am whole, I am complete, like? Um, I would wake up without limits. Mm. Feel, um, I don't know, it's just this feeling of alignment. Like I would just 
it kind of feel like heaven on earth to me because I feel like there'd be no limits. There would be no boundaries. I could conquer the world, you know, I could be the best that I could be, um, for myself and for the people around me. I could change the world. Yeah. Do you feel like a pressure when you say that? A pressure? No, I think yeah. that if, no, I think the opposite. It's freeing. Mm -hmm. Okay. For me. But what about for you? How would, how would it make you feel? Yeah, I'm, and I'm going to ask more people this question, you know, and I'm like, I want feedback. It's like, especially for women, like, I feel like we're, we're taught to be humble be reserved and to, and to just come out and boldly proclaim, listen, I'm perfect. I'm complete. That just goes against so many scripts. People are just baffled. <laughs> Be like, what are you talking about? Look at this, um, this cocky woman, this, who does she think she is? Right? So, I mean, in the beginning, I mean, I'm still, I'm just, I'm still, mulling it over i i mean not too long ago i felt it difficult to just say that i did a really amazing job because I, I didn't know what admitting that i did an amazing job meant or what it would do if it would bring some kind of evil eyes on me <laughs> you know if it would, <laughs> everything would fall down and collapse after a second but rather than yes but rather than thinking how somebody would accept it how did it make you feel when you said it or when you felt it it was true i did an amazing job and it makes you more confident that you can do it again right and you want more so it's wow. okay that people reject that like, that's how I feel. It's okay. It didn't used to be okay for me when I wasn't as secure who I am. Mm -hmm. So I'm a very um, feeling person. So my emotions are like on my face. I wear my emotions on my sleeve, you know? And a lot of times I used to be made fun of because of that. You just think too much. You feel too much. Um, and now it's what I celebrate because I understand it. So I celebrate my heart now, whereas before it was looked upon as, okay, you can't show that emotion because it's just all you're showing is emotion. People are, um, you're scaring people away. And so I think there comes a time where um, we do need to not listen to what other people are telling us. And if that made you feel good in saying that, then you should say it again, say it louder, you know, and, and they'll catch on. It's okay. They're just not there yet, right? And it's not a judgment uh, of the people around us. It's just me, perhaps um, they haven't learned what we've learned yet. And that's why we're here. We need to share that message. And I think that's what you're doing with your, um, with your same method, you know, as you're sharing the message. Right. Yeah. Speaking of the same thing method, I, I just, you know, I, I we, we got yes. going and I, <laughs> Only got the S. <laughs> Only got the S. Part. Yes, let's continue. So, so the second part of it, it actually perfectly ties into what we've been talking about, which is um, paying attention to how we feel in any given moment. So attending. Um, the attend step is about paying attention to and dealing with what is. Um, and this is relevant to the coaching that I do because 
many deeply dissatisfied women have a problem with emotional disconnection, especially when unpleasant emotions are activated. And when emotional disconnection is considered as this internal going offline or checking out, which is how I understand it, true fulfillment can't be reached if the person will not consciously or subconsciously remain emotionally connected or present or online, whatever you want to call it. And so in this stage, um, I'm promoting um, an inner terrain where true fulfillment can grow. And so the step, the attend step is threefold. You develop emotions and triggers vocabulary because you can't experience um, what you can't put into words at times, or it's helpful to be able to put words to, to, to your experiences. That's a better way of saying it. Um, the second step is, you know, being still for 90 seconds. Um, Dr. Joan Rosenberg, um, in her book, The 90 Second Reset, talks about um, the experience, the physiological chemical reaction of emotions only lasts 90 seconds. So if you can ride that wave of heavy emotions for the 90 seconds and let it dissipate, then you can move through um, to your next step in soothing yourself. So um, for example, a boss or a client, um, what can you think of an example right now? So give me, so there, so you have, okay, between husband and wife, your husband says, why are you wearing that? That's just a, that's just a vague question, right? There, there's no, there's no, we don't know what he's talking about. Why are you wearing that? And, whoop, you know, you've been hooked. You're about to tell him where to go and be like, what do you mean? Where am I, you know? Cause you hear it as, why are you wearing that? <laughs> exactly. So you sit with that for 90 seconds, let that wave of whether it be uncomfortability, insecurity, anger, let it ride through you. Give the Holy Spirit a moment to catch up, <laughs> right? And then you can respond and be like, ooh, I felt in my body a little bit uneasy about that comment. What did, what were you, what did you mean by that? Why am I wearing What context that? are you talking, yeah. Where do you, where, yeah, where did that come from? And then you give him a moment to clarify and use, and you know, he can say like, well, we were going out for dinner. Why are you wearing your pajamas? It's like, oh, right. Okay. Let me go change. Right. <laughs> Not like you're insulting my pajamas. Um, so those are the, those are the, the three steps. Developing the emotions and triggers vocabulary, being still for 90 seconds, riding that, um, that wave, and identifying bodily sensations. So that encapsulates the, the, attend, the attend phase. Um, and actually in the gift, um, that I want to give to your audience today, um, they're going to be able to do this, a little bit of this, um, inner work, this little, this, this attending to themselves. Um, 
the Know Thyself Power Pack is done over the course of seven days. And there are sentence completion exercises. There are probing questions to get you to notice things like, what does sacred or playful mean to you, right? Or what is like the worst date or the worst environment that you could ever be in, right? Because knowing yourself allows you to better pay attention and attend to your needs. I love that. Thank you for offering that, by the way. Absolutely. We're on a mission. You're right, girl. <laughs> uh, and then let me just quickly talk about um, mesmeric movement and affecting. So mesmeric movement is simply engaging in activities that bolster whatever emotional state you're in. Yes, that includes anger. Why do I want to boost my anger? Because when you do calming activities before you actually deal with the anger, the internal message that you might be sending is don't be angry. You don't need to be angry. Your anger is not important. Anger is an emotion that is telling you to hold boundaries and protect yourself. And you're going to do an exercise like, calming down to say no in mesmeric movement i want you to go and punch your pillow scream do some squats do some air punches let it out be with that emotion i love that don't suppress that yeah could you have used something like mesmeric movement i see you yes Because, you know, again, it's a, you know, it's, it's an unwelcome feeling. So we're, we're usually taught to, okay, that's not good. We need to like go away from that and we need to calm down, but it's like, no, cause then you're suppressing. Why are you angry? You need to, you do need to deal with that first. Right. It's if you don't deal with it at the trigger source, then next thing you know, it's coming out when you're dealing with your children or with your coworker and you know, you know, your husband's trying to grab a plate out of the cupboard and you're slamming the cupboard on his hand. He's like, what the heck? <laughs> what is your problem? You know, um, yes, that it, may or not be a true story. So, like, so we want to, we definitely want to deal with that. And then the final stage of the same thing method is effect. It was originally going to be called create, um, but I wanted that acronym same um, again, because I just wanted it to be instructive. Just do this same thing. Speak truth over yourself, attend to yourself, move the heavy emotions through your body, and then affect, um, which means the power to produce results, right? So go create something. Um, I think for me, one of the worst aspects of my own self-discovery and healing journey was being told to open up to all the feelings that I'd never experienced before and then just sit in them. And then I'm poo-pooing around all day, um, sometimes having you know, um, 
true experiences of a depressive episode. Like my, my muscles were very sore, couldn't even think to eat. All I could do is go to the bathroom and go lie down again because I was just in that space of heaviness. And so what I want to teach my women and what I want to teach your audience is it's perfectly good and it's advisable to feel what you're feeling, be with yourself, attend to your emotions, it's all valid, but let's give ourselves a stopping point. So you're angry, you're sad, okay, you felt it, you moved through it, you've done all the good things to support yourself, now let's put a period, right? Let's end it for this moment, you can come back to it, but like, like your whole mission, let's go and give. How can I go and volunteer? Maybe I can create a resource to help someone else. Maybe I can go and write a book. Maybe I want to go create a, a meal. Maybe I want to go and refurbish some furniture. Whatever it is, we don't want to live in that perpetual state of being under the heaviness of a particular emotion because that's when we get into that, that space of our emotions guiding us like a big dog walking a child, right? And I'm it's only saying be that I've been there. Yeah, so definitely. Gotta be healthy. We need the balance. So that is the same thing method in a nutshell. Nelia, thank you um, for creating this platform. Um, for, I know as a first generation, first time entrepreneur, this is like, a career highlight for me. Like I'm never going to forget this, <laughs> this moment right here. So thank you so much for um, making space for us and creating and creating out of your own experiences and wanting to move forward. Like you're just, you're it, the, the ripple effect that you're doing, especially with your ukulele product and the work that you're doing in um, Guatemala. It's just like, Anyway, I could go on and on because you're just really an amazing person to be in, to share company with. So thank you. Yes. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.